0: This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Nbele. Uh, on that note, let me go take this opportunity and uh, welcome John who I believe is on the line. John, good evening and welcome to Beyond Governance.
1: Thanks, Nimrod honor. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, good news, good news, good news. I mean, your take very quickly on, on the appointment of Shamila Batowi, who is the first woman to be appointed as National Director of Public Prosecution. I think it's a wonderful idea, even though uh, it, it, it's a Quite an inevitable job. Nobody wants that job, but uh, she wanted it. She lifted her hand and said, "Well, I'm ready, capable, and willing to take it." Your comment on that?
1: Well, I think a uh, fantastic woman. Um, it's absolutely wonderful that she's got the job. Uh, we have a woman in the job again. That's um, not a game, but you know, after Tulia Madonsela in the, the leading position around, uh, not in the MPA, but in terms of governance of the country, we have another one. We've, we've seen an MPA which has been toothless and uh, lost all faith, and now we've got somebody we're quite sure is going to have integrity, who's going to be uh, dealing with the cases on their merits, um, unambiguously in pro-fair process, and I think we can look forward to a, a great future.
0: I could not agree with you more, but perhaps maybe what you and I and ordinary folks out there who's listening to the show tonight are saying, you know, will the big guns finally be called to account? Will the big boys, those who are who have big pockets, who have been so evasive over the past ten years or so, will they, you know, finally be brought to book because this is not a, this is not gonna be an easy job. It's not it's an it's not an easy portfolio. It is a huge political ramification. Hopefully finally the NPA will grow some teeth.
1: Well I think the NPA will grow some teeth. I think it's already got them with their being in place. I think behind the scenes what we're seeing is an unraveling of state capture and the organs of of good governance and control being put back into shape. And I'm sure that people will be brought to account. But our job is not revenge, although that's necessary, that people are accountable. Our job is to build a new future. And so we need to get people out the way, get the money back that's been stolen, because that's all stolen from people who need to have great development, um, new hospitals, houses, education, uh, get that money into the system again, and progressively marginalize those people and over time bring them to account um, it's necessary that we have a sort of uh, public and clear accountability um, so that people don't get caught into this again but it's equally necessary we come together to be um, assiduous and ruthlessly focused on developing a better future for the country
0: and talking on the better future we can't talk of better future without energy can we um, huh. the reason why i 'm talking about energy I mean uh, look what is happening to these kinds of low shedding i mean i 'm sure, I mean this is such a very painful experience as it were. The question for me is who do we hold accountable John do we hold the do we hold the boards accountable? Do we hold the shoulder accountable because ultimately this kind of this kind of colossal uh, mal governance at some point somebody needs to take accountability. Who, you well, are, it's very where tempting for
1: us to say, "Who can we hold accountable? Let's fire somebody, and the deal and the problem goes away." Actually, this problem goes back into the roots of state capture, the to mine, run by the Guptas. They had um, they were supposed to provide, um, you know, four million tons, I think, of coal. Um, they undersupplied Escom by that amount, and they sold exactly that amount on the international markets for a three billion profit that went offshore. So who is accountable for that? Well, the accountancy firms who didn't call them to account, the board members and the of um, the executive of Exco to some degree, but mostly the board members who put those board members in place, um, who who held them in place and didn't and allowed this to happen. So this goes right down into the system of state capture, which is why we must support so strongly the appointment of really good um, uh, prosecuting um, head of the MPA. And all the other moves that are taking place now to produce active citizenship and all the corporate activists uh, activities we're doing now to to challenge people like KPMG, um, not to not to pull them down, but challenge them to recover their reputation by by being activist and proactive in demonstrating the highest levels of governance and training in governance, producing money for whistleblowers so they don't lose their jobs, um, getting on the side of the angels and turning that downward story into an upward one, a legendary story where you see these people who fell from grace recovering through uh, proper work and proper accountability, which is what we need to see happen.
0: Uh, talking of accountability there, John, we have just picked up from uh, uh, Ted Blom, who is a senior energy expert. He was interviewed in all of the radio station, and according to him, as, um, as, um, ESCOM I mean, lost 1. 1. $1.4 um uh, because of... These kind of shenanigans. I mean, that's 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 quite a substantial amount of money.
1: Well, it's appalling and we know it's appalling when we can stand around looking at the smoldering moraines of this of this disaster and sucking our teeth and saying how awful it was. But we know it's awful and we know that we have to now uh, having known the extent is important. But we have to understand what were the root causes and how do we change it? And and so um, we might get a good sort of satisfaction about being able to analyze it well, but we need to go into the dangerous and scary and adventurous area of making it right again. Um, and for that, we have to understand what happened. And so we've got to get the coal supplies right. We've got to get the governance in place. We've got to prosecute people who break the law. We've got to change the um, control of of tax and judiciary. And what, what all the organs that are... Have been co-opted or colluded with, say, capture. We have to unpack that ago again. Get behind who we believe has the character to to get this in place. And whatever you vote, you vote for character, not for party, these days, and vote for policies, not for history. Um, and then work together to to unpack this. And I think we can. You know, it's going to take some while. While we've got people sitting in important positions. Uh, in a sense, delaying things or covering up, we have to root them out immediately and put people in who can get the job done. Um, where we've got non-delivery, we have to implement our ingenuity and our discipline, to make sure discipline uh, gets back. Because these these problems are not just held up with um, government coffers. You know, the, all this money comes from poor people paying tax through VAT and everything else. Um, it's a betrayal of trust. And so public servants need to, we need to support the ones who are obviously serving the public and so just completely get rid of ones who are not, I'm afraid.
0: Thank you very much, Tim. I, I really appreciate your input. That was, um, you know, uh, John, um, who is the dean and the director of, um, um, at the Henley Business School. Uh, John, thank you very much. Your perspective and uh, views on this very complex issue um, is greatly appreciated.
1: Thank you, Nimrod. Let's keep fighting a good fight. Well done.
0: Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. There you go. That's uh, John um, uh, John Foster uh, uh, Piddley, who is the director and the dean at the Henley Business School, giving us a perspective on this colossal.